Okay, let's just like fucking start. Yeah. Um. So, Lizzie. Hi. Ah! <laughs> this is my friend Lizzie. Welcome to At Your Service. Thank you. This is my podcast. Have you listened to any of it? I have. I've have listened- you really? Yeah, no, I literally have. I listened to the one um, that you did with Kit. and did you really? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And the one that you did with Mo. I'm wow. a fully fledged fan. You're a fan. Yeah. I have like so many fans. <laughs> I do actually have more people listening to this than I thought I did. Amazing. Um, Because I can see how many people are listening to this. Mm. And it's like 50% people listen to this are from the UK. And forty percent of people from the US. Wait, you got international. You got international. international. (laughs) Um, And then like ten percent of people are from Canada. (laughs) Why we got fan base in Canada? (laughs) Not a fan. Wow. Okay, so um, anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. So the first thing we have to do Mm -hmm. is to go through your CV. So like all your service industry jobs, starting from your first job. Okay. Well, let's see. First job. 16 years old <laughs> 16 years old hazelmere <laughs> um and i worked in a cafe called do you remember oh shit you have to so, okay, that okay, okay okay so <laughs> fucking hell okay <laughs> no listen to me um so <laughs> okay so the rule is if you're gonna shame don't name so if you're gonna talk shit about something or someone don't say the name unless you work in like a Starbucks or, in, or McDonald's. Um, and if you want to talk about someone in particular, if it's negative, then you can make up a name for them. If it's positive, then by all means, say their name. Sure, with you. I have seen this before. I sh- He's seen this? <laughs> this? Oh, God. I think you're really understanding what a podcast <laughs> is. <laughs> oh. Okay, so anyway, uh, um. it's fine. I will bleep that out. Go. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So 16... Um, in our local town and um, yeah in a cafe called whatever and I worked there for about seven months and it was oh it was interesting did you ever go into that cafe um I did it was like a really really <laughs> random cafe it was like just a room wasn't it Am I, I was the, the right floor one? mopper yes it was next to the video shop yeah yes yes Back that's the one videos yeah okay yeah, um and yeah to be to be honest not a lot to report on it um it was a pretty dull job five pounds an hour which was pathetic five pounds an hour is insulting shit. like you could make more than that babysitting yeah literally yeah but no one trusted me with their children, so never had them. Did you not babysit? I babysat once, and that was via Ellie. And she was like, oh, can you help me out? So we'd babysit and get £2.50 oh, each. Yeah, I was always the friend. Okay. Yeah. No, never trusted solo. And then what, after, what about after this? <laughs> I'm coming across like a paedophile. <laughs> what? Not trusted with kids. I guarantee no one was thinking that <laughs> until you said the word. <laughs> Oh god. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, that was um fine, but I feel like I've always come across very threatening people. So I remember when I handed in my notice because um for my second job which we worked together, um yeah, I remember he leant over the counter. This is my manager and he was like I know what you've done. And I was just thinking, <laughs> so sorry. Thinking like, shit, have I not taken the bins out or replaced the spinach? Like, what have I not done? And then he was like... Have I not <laughs> replaced the spinach? 
that was a thing by the way i once had to return spinach at waitrose because it wasn't he was like well the sell by is only for two days so you're gonna have to go and get another one i was thinking like fucking hell right um yeah so and then he was like well i know you've handed in your notice i was like yeah because i did it to you but (laughs) four days ago (laughs) yeah so i was thinking is this a joke is this is this a test so i just sort of awkwardly kind of grinned like "Eh, sorry and just (laughs) took my last paycheck and ran out to be honest so that was that um but yeah first job experience it was um yeah a bit shit to be honest disappointing yeah cash in hand situ but like not cash in i've never heard situation (laughs) (laughs) said it's a situ (laughs) you just made that up um yeah well yeah um yeah Okay, and then ne- <laughs> next was so next. next we move on to well a place where we both work together i've described this as a mid to high tier uk department store i would agree with that okay. definitely definitely within that bracket more on the high tier yeah for sure not quite jean louis but <laughs> <laughs> but not quite you know uh what's <laughs> selby's or whatever <laughs> what are <this> selby? <laughs> down the road from us and i've never ever ever seen a selby's before oh, stop it. and i saw it and i was like well i guess it's a thing because it's, <laughs> it, it's like one below a debenhams i guess oh my god i'm definitely googling selby's because i kept on thinking it was called shelby's and then i was like oh okay but then i was like no selby's that's even weirder. Selby's. so anyway sorry. but yeah but so that is where we worked not selby's nor what was the other one you said uh, i don't want to be more specific than that no sorry moving on briskly um so yes um our next place of work where we cross paths oh you know what we can talk about is our first six no go on that's fine um no you know what i'm jumping the gun jump, jump. Oh. Is, that, is, that, is that the expression um if you yeah jump, uh i'm jumping jumping the gun something like that well anyway i like you are jumping the gun yeah yeah um but no so started off there it was all kind of exciting you know shop floor how glamorous you know i was always behind the scenes we had to wear all black we did have to wear all black and i was in like the kind of the glamorous department not specifying anything in particular into that but yeah going from like behind the scenes kitchen girl like where's the fucking spinach to actually shit where's you know Where's the designer? Where's the dollar? <laughs> the other type of spinach. Exactly. Um. <laughs> so, yeah. Um. And then what did you do after that? Because you quit before me. You quit before me. Yeah, I you did. Went to uni, I yeah. went to uni. Did and you then, work during uni? Well, I worked in catering in my... Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. Another, another path has crossed with you there as well. So we both worked for... Uh, I don't want to say the name, but an <laughs> independent catering company where it was the most informal thing I've ever seen. It was seen. iconic. It was so what? illegal. <laughs> it was like, what did you used to say? Said it was iconic. Oh, iconic. <laughs> it was iconic. Yeah. It was. Um, and then after that, was that your last customer service job? Yeah, I would say so. I mean, my role at the moment is sales. So I guess you Whoa. have some sort of customer service. Mm-hmm. But then sales has a bad rep, doesn't it? So who's to know? 
Yeah, I mean, are you selling... You're selling to, like, companies and clients as opposed to actual customers, aren't you? Yeah. So I would go so far as to say that that's not what we are talking about. I, don't I know. would agree. I, I would say the definition of, like, a customer service job is you are providing a service in exchange for cash for a very particular... I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah I would I say know. so. Um, We gain no commission or no career advancement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. No. In which case, I've got, yeah, the three. Okay, nice, nice. So this is so exciting because we've shared two We jobs, have indeed. And I remember <laughs> applying for the department store job with you in the college library because I had applied for so many other jobs and you were like, oh, you should apply for here. I was just typing out the <laughs> application form and I was like, yeah, I'm really good at customer service. I remember me being promised that I get 200 pounds re- reference fee for you. Fee? What am I on about? Wait, voucher? What? So you were- Yeah, I'm owed 800 pounds in vouchers from that place. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because everyone when you worked there as well. I was like, oh, guys, my mate pushed through the application if they get the job and they're like, yeah, 200 pound voucher coming your way. Did I ever see that? No. No, I don't think so. Um, But sorry, go on. You got the job. Happy days. Yeah, I got the job. And I've said before, I worked in the... Uh, <laughs> in the... In, in the... In the uh, where, <laughs> where did I work? I worked in the... Home, home department. Home department. Yeah, that was it. You did. The home department. You worked in the handbag department. I did. Fashion accessories, the time, please. The whole time? Yeah. Well, yeah. I worked... Sorry, I fashion accessories, not just yeah. handbags. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I dabbled in menswear. But, you know, okay. during okay. holiday season. I see. I see. Um, but no, I was a, a fashax girl, as they fash referred axe, it to, it. unfortunately. And there was very much a tier of the bottom floor was the fashion accessories. That was like the expensive watches, the expensive handbags, mm-hmm. the perfume. And then you would go up and it men's formal wear, women's formal wear. And then it'd be more casual as it goes up top. I was like on the top floor. I wasn't quite on furniture, but I was just below it. I had a lot more freedom and independence it was all dreams the higher you went honestly dreams what do you mean? as in it was a much better working environment oh i see yeah yeah, yeah. it um, was hell i was down in the the fiery depths of hell did you earn commission no no okay oh, some God, of them no. did though yeah some yeah on makeup yeah, and yeah. cosmetics cosmetics the independent brands God, and I, yeah. I remember on occasion especially around christmas like having to come downstairs with candles and shit and do little displays and i would always feel like i was so out of place when i would literally have to come downstairs and yeah. set up these displays they weren't very friendly they weren't very friendly but maybe that's just because we didn't talk to them mm-hmm. and i remember there was a staff room for lunch mm-hmm. and everyone kind of had their own little groups i don't know that was pretty much it to be honest in a nutshell we'd always go and get katsu curries for lunch and um i would say the 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 demographic slash market for this place was kind of like rich middle class people and families Mm -hmm. and they would come in and spend a lot um let's talk about the uh card the store card oh hell. so there was a points card like a loyalty card and then there was a credit card and we had to sell it you know i was top card opener on really? my floor I, oh yeah wow at one at one stage wow. maybe like 2013 wow. times were flying that's good but also kind of morally corrupt of you because I, I mean, yeah. I at no point felt com- felt comfortable opening up a credit card for people, which is why I had such a low um, turnaround of cards. Well, I we did loads yeah. of the reward cards, but none of the credit. cards. We both had you know who though as a manager, 
at one point. Which one are we thinking of? Can I say? Can you believe? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was amazing. I loved her as a manager. Uh, and oh, then, she was a little devil. She, was a little she loved me. And then when I came down to Fashacks, <laughs> I was like, you know what? My days on home are over. I'm a big girl now, and I need to be where the the bad bitches are mm-hmm. downstairs. So I came down to Fashacks and was probably there for like I don't know two weeks, maybe not even that. Before I went back <laughs> up to home, I couldn't handle it. It's a tough environment out there. It's a tough world downstairs. It really is. And just because of one person in particular, we'll call her. <laughs> we'll call I know her, who you think. We'll I know. Call who... her Tiffany. <laughs> Who was so rude to me, and I actually complained about her, and she—I think she did get told off because the following day she was so nice to me. Oh, I think I know who we're talking about here. Yeah, yeah. And she, she—I was cleaning one of the shelves, and she said, "Ha, that's not how you do it. Do you guys not know how to clean upstairs on home?" And I was like, <laughs> "Wow, you cow." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. We do. Th- I do this Rude. now. I do this now where I work now. But do you remember the whole thing of like fake cleaning? Oh my god! It's a phenomena that I hate in customer service, where it's like if you have time to lean, you have time to clean. Oh. And so they just make you dust things that have already been dusted. Pathetic. I really hate that. Yeah. I really hated that. Oh. Do you have any stories from the handbag department of other people working there? Of other people working there being mean to me. Um, no, but I did work with two girls, and um, there was drama because one of the girls got with the other girl's ex boyfriend when they were all on a work night out because coincidentally he worked in menswear. Whoa! And I was thinking very much so. You don't shit where you eat is what they say. So, but apart from that, it's never really. There's never anything really dramatic. It was more kind of with the customers, if anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I once had a woman come right up close to my face, leaning across the till, being like, you're shit. And I was like, wow. Wait, a customer? Yeah. Oh. Um, because, oh God, can, can I even remember? You don't remember what the issue is. I do was. not remember what the issue is. That has all been put to bed. So, uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. The stories are a little dry on there. That's all right. It's hard, isn't it? Because at the time you're like, oh, I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. (laughs) And then you just don't. But I seem to remember um, there was definitely a hierarchy in the company. And we were pretty much like nobodies. Not nobodies, but our opinion didn't really matter. Like we would just exclusively get told off for stuff. Yeah. And this was probably more prominent in uh, Fash Acts. But we had that thing where depending on kind of who was in charge, you would literally either be able to kind of like walk around and do what you wanted as long as you were fairly productive. Mm-hmm. Or you would literally have to stand on your corner in your section all day and, yeah. not, and not talk to anyone. Yeah, that was basically it. That was it. Yeah. It was kind of just... Well, I don't know. I mean, Fashax is very like clicky. Um, and once you're in, you're in, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's... You, you've got a gang um but i mean they were not welcoming to new people it took me bloody ages to kind of crack uh crack in and then well yeah and then but then you become that bitch a new person comes and you're like am i going to be welcoming or am i not i've got the power here (laughs) 
Don't worry, I was definitely the first. I was like, hey, new that's person, what, that's hi. That's what it does to you, that's what does to It you. really does. We were so welcoming in home, from what I remember. Yeah, um, you had a good team. We had a really good team. It was very, uh, there were loads of turn turnarounds, but turnarounds, turnovers. <laughs> <laughs> Turnaround, please. Um, loads, of turn- <laughs> loads of turnovers, but everyone that was there, I was, I was really close with. Um, everyone had their own little section. Um, and yeah, it was just a good time. So I don't know. I don't. I can't remember specifically why I went down to the handbags, but I think it's because the manager we had, she came up to me and I knew her. What's wrong? Nothing. Do you want to cough? It's okay. No, no, no. no. Oh, right. I think the um, the manager <laughs> that we both had came up and was like just talking to me, and she said, "Oh, you should, if you want to transfer down, you can come down." And mm. I just kind of got swept away with the glitz of it, and I was like, <laughs> uh, "Yes, please." And then within Hell a week, yeah. I was down there, and I remember my homeware manager saying to me you'll be back in a week and i was like yeah. oh i remember i was like yeah right and then lo and behold i actually was and i, I remember doing the walk of shame it was during a shift and i remember I, i'd felt so bullied by this other girl um god she was horrendous it was you <laughs> uh, it was this other girl yeah and i i literally went up the escalator rode the three floors up and i went up to manager and i was like hey can i come back and she was like yeah i knew you would so it's weird that there was obviously a preconception about your area. Yeah. Or maybe she just knew how different it was from home. Yeah. I mean, very, very different. I mean, I, I feel like home was always kind of more chill. You you had such a good kind of group of people up there as well. Like you always seemed really sociable. You do stuff mm. outside of work together. Yeah. Like you do drinks. Like that just wasn't really a thing. Um, that surprises me. Well, a few people actually. I made, I did make a couple of really good friends mm. um, from it. So actually, with that said, um, no, it was it was good. But yeah, yeah but um, I guess moved on from that, and then we moved on to the other job together. <laughs> yeah, so we also did the catering job, which was really fun. It that was, was so much. That fun. was like cash in hand, whatever. Um, and we just kind of got to talk to each other. I do and eat get free food yeah that was really cool the guy that ran it was a bit kooky to say the least but But a sweetheart nice unassuming but kooky (laughs) I remember uh my first shift with him was just like a a hog roast kind of thing Mm. and you weren't there I was on my own I was really terrified oh yeah um and then the second the third time we did it was for a cricket thing (laughs) and that was like a three-day event and yeah, three day, thirty hour days. I was like, wow, day, yeah. <laughs> that was so odd. Because I remember asking you how long it was going to be, and you were like, I don't know, from six till ten or something. And then <laughs> we had to stay to, until like close or something. We started one day. I think it was like eight a.m. and finished at ten, eight, eight p.m. or something. I remember. No, it was, it was like it was like a fourteen hour shift. Oh really? And we were there on our feet. We must then... been delirious. I think we were delirious. Yeah, we, well. were. we were laughing so much we... because the the, the first <laughs> half of it was doing the catering for the company, like during the day, which was very fancy. It was like champagne entrees kind of situation, mm-hmm. and then there was a bar above it and then he said oh do you like if you want some extra money they need someone to be on the bar <clears throat> and so we were like uh, okay and i remember we both just <laughs> he caught us off guard so we both just said yes whereas if we'd had time to confer, <laughs> we probably would have said no yeah and i had never been on a bar before so i didn't even know how to pull a pint neither did i so pointless and all the men all like the four men were laughing at me because i couldn't pour a pint and i was like oh jesus christ can you just do it yourself you've got to start somewhere that was yeah that was that was really funny um but that was good a lot of that i just remember 
is the cleaning up afterwards mm. and more or less like using our fingernails to scrape like food off the thing I, that that one was so odd because all we had was like a hose in the back oh my god yeah <clears throat> oh, that was horrific I it gives hate, me anxiety remembering it i hate touching wet plates with food on it <sighs> i'm fine with most other things but just like the feel of wet food like on my fingers and it was the horrific. constant the cold water from the uh the from hose. the hose <laughs> my fingers were raw I was scrubbing away the other one was <clears throat> why am i so coffee <laughs> so the um the other one was at a house party which was unreal which was amazing we pulled up to this house and we were like this can't be it Pull up. and so it was the main house and then they had a guest house which was like our base and their guest house was bigger than my current house literally and it, it was, was swimming pool huge and a huge guy didn't they have a huge dog as well like a really friendly dog yeah and we just had to i don't even know what the party was who has those types of parties and I remember sitting on a stool when it was time for us to eat. We sat in a stool in the kitchen and just ate whatever was left over. And it was always good. It was always amazing food. Yeah. I remember having lemon tart. Oh, I just remember having a stuffed mushroom. The yeah, stuffed wow. mushrooms, which were exclusively for the vegetarians. <laughs> we would get told, told all these things like the vegetarian dish just for vegetarians only. And I would always just think, well, people don't carry passports on them that say vegetarian. <laughs> How on earth am I going to regulate that? <laughs> And I regulate the stock of the vegetarian mushrooms. It was a thing, though. It was a full-on force out there yeah, that we had you to... Yeah, only bought, like, six portobello yeah. mushrooms. Idiot. <laughs> no, don't say that. No, like... I didn't mean I didn't mean that. Um, oh, yeah, I... That's pretty much what I remember from that. That was kind of the situation where it was like we had pretty much no face-to-face interaction. All mm. we had to do was literally serve the food on plates. Whereas the the department store thing, it was definitely a lot more face-to-face. And people could could be very demanding because they were mm. spending a lot of money on stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going back to the whole like store card thing, I think that was a situation where you're young and you don't really know what's the right thing to do because you want to do this thing that's part of your job but you also don't want to take advantage of people like as a 17 year old you don't want to open up a credit card for someone no and people would get they we were basically told to trick people yeah on my floor i don't know if it's the same as you we were basically said just say it's a rewards card rewards <gasps> card oh no not like that no yeah they were oh like if you have to if you have to not lie but they were like if they ask just try and give vague answers as to what it actually is Goodness. and then it would get to the point where you would have to ask these people about uh what homes they'd lived in if they have mortgages and that's when people would be like hang on what is this yeah and i remember getting yelled at maybe once not yelled at but getting a lot of aggression from people maybe once or twice about the fact that i started doing this and they realized halfway through what it was did you have any horror stories um not me personally but i did have um i did have someone come upstairs and it was like this old lady and i was at the front so i was near the escalator and she'd obviously just opened up a credit card downstairs i think it was even on your department but probably it wasn't you um (laughs) because i asked who it was but she said she she came up and she was really confused she she actually like she wanted to cry and she was like i don't know what's just happened I think I've just opened up a credit card with the store. And I said, and I knew exactly that's what had happened because I was like, of course it has. Um, oh no. So I literally had to say to her, oh, wh- what's happened, blah, blah, blah. And she told me she thought she was opening up a rewards card, but then they printed out all this paperwork for her. And now she's like, I've got this credit card. Mm. And I felt so bad for this lady. Like I really did because someone had obviously just taken complete advantage of the fact that she was maybe old and confused. That's really sad. And I even said to her, like, I'm really sorry. That shouldn't have happened. And I don't know if they ever did anything about it. I just said, I I think I called for a manager to go speak to her or something. Mm. In fact, I think it was the manager downstairs that did him. That did the credit card for her. 
but yeah that's so that's not something that i did but i do feel bad for every single person that i ever opened a credit card for because i like i don't think you should be able to open a credit card for someone if you yourself don't have a credit card i mean that's a good point but i mean at the same time the majority of people who would have opened the card wouldn't know that it is a credit card yeah unless they were vulnerable and not well true i mean obviously that's an exception in that case but you know i opened cards for people who well actually saying that i did once open up a card for a woman and then our joint manager who we both had mm-hmm. um was like oh amazing Do you, like could you tell that she was like absolutely smashed i was like sorry what and she was like yeah she's pissed as a fart i was like oh no like i was like shit like she is gonna regret that in the morning oh, and no. she was buying a chloe bag so already that set her back so about... she bought a chloe bag on her new credit card yeah wow. which was a- around 900 pounds wow yeah did you find that people because um <coughs> yeah <coughs> because, <laughs> <coughs> jesus christ because because they were buying really expensive things mm-hmm. that they were particularly uh more rude to you or more standoffish or did you generally maybe find that the people spending more money were nicer um i mean i had such a mix of different people mm-hmm. um i mean not really I, i've never i never really had any kind of standoffish um customers as such i mean you have some personalities who are just kind of like we're just here to you know shop in peace don't want to be disturbed and obviously we had to approach every single customer mm-hmm. we weren't allowed to stand behind the till um so you know you, you can feel someone is kind of a little bit off when you go over and you're like hey can i help you and they've literally just got in and you're like okay yeah maybe that then but then most people were really nice apart from obviously that woman who shouted at me saying that i was shit uh for whatever reason yeah. that i can't recall um but yeah um do you, oh did you ever have to um another part of our job do you remember like having to do online orders even if we had it in stock but it would be a quota that they had to hit like no order it online no but it I would be in stock i didn't have a quota well we had to we I was had courage to do it but i don't ever remember yeah. like, having to do it oh we had target so it was like right get five um order in store orders today really but i remember saying to my old manager i was like yeah but it's in stock she was like yeah but we need to i was like what does that have to be like sorry out of stock but let's order online and it takes like 10 minutes out of your day yeah to do whatever yeah i remember i remember doing the online orders i remember um we had the click and collect section on our floor Mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah people would come up and get their stuff from us and that was always really cool i was never allowed to go do it they had like a specific team of people that did that oh they were very elitist back in that corner i can Um, imagine yeah they were but the um yeah the majority of my customers they were either they swung one of two ways they were basically either coming in and spending a lot of money in one go i remember this one woman actually she came in it was really bizarre because she, she came in about three times in the space of a week <laughs> and she was like this incredibly tall um svelte lady and, <laughs> and she had, she had like the queen's english oh and, wow but, but the weirdest thing was okay she had this very very small uh very quiet little indian woman that would come in with her and i don't know if she was like her assistant or i don't know or whatever or they were family or something i don't know but she would always come in and they would always be together and 
one time, like the third time she came in, she was always buying bed linens. And the one time she came in, she said something like, yes, I'm sorry, I have to be really quick. I'm catching a flight to Dubai in, in like five hours. And I was like, fucking hell, five hours, you've got to get going. So oh, gosh. she wanted to buy bed linens to take with her to Dubai. Um, but she was being, being very specific about what she wanted um, because she said that because it's so hot, it needs to be a really light, all this bollocks and so i literally had to run downstairs to stockroom to find the last like king-sized egyptian cotton 500 <laughs> count, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> but i remember her i remember her being a very specific customer that was just stru- struck me as like a almost like a, a story character you know like yeah a, a character that you would write not a real person <laughs> um we often had a lot of travelers coming in and what they would do is they would buy very expensive things um and then come and return them. So what they would, but but when I say return them, I mean return them like months later. I once had someone that tried to return an entire bed set about a year after they purchased it. What? And I think our return policy was like sixteen months or something. What? That's crazy. It was long. It was really long. And I remember sixteen months. But they would have the receipt. They would have the packaging. And I'm like, what you guys are doing is just buying stuff, keeping the packaging using it for however long you want to use it until oh, yeah. it goes out of season and then returning it and of that's course. how they would all do it and they you know they would always be polite and whatever but i was just always kind of like well you mean you're doing it right but then who's gonna buy this bed sheets that have been used for a year that's disgusting <laughs> it's disgusting and then yeah we definitely had a mix of people because mm. we were in the middle of this big high street we did i'm just trying to think oh you mentioned the stock room i remember running to the stock room for breaks being like oh yeah i just need to check if something's in stock and just go and sit there and be like oh i would <sighs> do that too yeah the dreams that makes me so sad that i people, know that people do that i know i even do it now like honestly i'll if i if i have a five minutes i'll be like i'm just going to the loo and i'll just go sit in the toilet <laughs> oh. <laughs> just to sit down because well I that's think, it cause you're on your feet all day listen <laughs> customers <laughs> listening <laughs> customer service jobs are really hard because they are i mean look we're not nurses or anything but even nurses will say like yeah it fucking hurts to be on your feet from nine till six or whenever the shop yeah. is open sometimes i even have shifts now that are like 11 hours long and what and i'm on my feet pretty much most of that time oh and unless you and i mean this was a nice place we had a uniform i mean we could wear what we wanted but it had to be black and it had to be smart mm. so we couldn't exactly wear trainers and so my feet would be so sore Mm. and so i don't blame you for going into the store i would do that too i would go into the pillow stock room and just sit down oh i didn't have anything to really sit on apart and from a- coin purses but coin, chanel purses yeah. <laughs> but i i remember actually always being quite keen to go to the stock room that was one of my favorite job oh, same to, to go like it. sort it out or restock stuff because you could just bring your phone with you listen to music or yeah. bring another or person bring yeah exactly uh, bring quality mate. bonding time to be honest yeah exactly so that was always really fun doing the stock room thing mm. an underrated job um the christmas department was always the christmas shop was always on my floor as well so that brought in a massive influx of craziness over christmas love it was it fun um yeah it was fun but i it would get really busy before christmas Mm. insanely busy and yeah um I remember you and I both worked on Boxing Day, didn't we? Yeah, double pay, we had, wasn't it? We had to it? drive in. It was double pay. We both did it because it was double pay. And mm. that was good because it was really quiet. So quiet. Well, um, no, I was on menswear and it was heaving. Was it People heaving? were returning their gifts. I was like, it's one it's day. It's been one day. Jesus Christ. Oh, um, oh I suppose if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah, I mean, get out of the way. But um, 
yeah the christmas shop was good it was just really busy we had loads of different departments my favorite one to work on was the china department because i loved wrapping the bowls and the plates and the glasses that was mm. my favorite thing to do especially when someone would come in and buy like six glasses and i could just stand there talking to them while i wrapped it perfect that ideal was fun. um no it stressed me out wrapping things where we had to where we offered a free gift wrapping service at christmas and uh, i would be there and it would always be the men who would be like can you wrap my wife's yeah, too lazy to wrap it for yeah themselves. bag that i've just bought and i would literally be there like <laughs> yeah. um yes of course i remember one time being on the handbag department and this woman bought i think it was like a ted baker or something she bought a bag and you know how in the bag there's the kind of dust cover or the, the canvas bag that you yeah. then wrap that in and it wasn't in there and it was like the last one and she actually didn't buy the bag because it didn't have the dust cover in it. Oh my god. So it was like an 800 pound bag or something. But it goes to show, I guess, like, the people that are spending this money can be very specific and they do want yeah. their money's worth. Um, 800 pounds? I don't know. Jeez. I don't remember how much Ted Baker bag goes for these days. I don't think it's 800, but... No, hey, I'm not, I'm not, hey, I'm not challenging it you was here. Probably, it was probably a different brand or it was probably less expensive. I mean, I, I kind of get it. If you're going to spend that much money, you just want it to look nice. You just want the branding, don't you? And the branding, yeah. hence, comes from a dust cover just as much as the bag itself. True. But um, I remember also uh we used to do these big sales and that would be really busy. Mm. Oh my God, the blue ticket events. Oh, we might have to... No, it's fine. I'm sure other stores are blue ticket events. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Google it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah, and we'd always have to like run around and put things everywhere, and that would be like for two days, mm. wasted effort. But yeah, I do. Rem- I do remember doing a lot of fake cleaning, and I have to do it now, and I hate it. I hate that kind of whole thing. Yeah. Um, that was always really boring. Have you ever? Did you ever get really told off for anything? Did you ever get like violently? <laughs> um. Oh. Let me think. Let me think. You, you can you talk into the microphone, please? You're sorry, like, I'm like <laughs> whimsically staring. Like, whimsically is that a word? Whimsily. Whim whim. Whimsily. Um. Um. <laughs> um oh. Have I? Mm, no, I don't think I have. Uh, sorry, I'm probably your most boring no, person on the. Uh, That's good. I don't think I ever got that violently punished either. No, I, I mean. I got told. I got off. told off. Yeah um in fact um so one of our managers in fact joint manager that we had was notoriously hated on my floor um because she made so basically i made a little girl gang and there were four of us and she made the three three other girls cry i stood strong for the rest of us but yeah she made everyone else cry so I don't know. I don't think that was your question, but that's hey, no, that's, that's my reply. That's relevant. Um, do you think, as a seventeen-year-old mm-hmm. working in a shop like that, is a good shout? I or think so. Would you rather continued working in like the kind of food side of things? No, no. <laughs> so, hang on, restaurant or shop? Oh, shop. Shop. Okay. Well. <laughs> I feel like being on, I don't know. I mean, you can probably help me out here, but um, I can only speak from my uh, my cafe experience. But I just felt cleaner being on a, <laughs> as in, do you know what I mean? Because I just felt like when I was working in a cafe, I just constantly felt like I was like bits of food on me. And I just felt really like gross. I mean, I was literally the kitchen girl. So yeah, there's yeah. no, I mean, I was mopping the floors in the back 
returning but you spinach. the prestige and the glam of working. Well, with. I just, I quite like knowing that I would have to, you know, do my hair, do my makeup, like get my uniform on. Um, okay, so it's entirely vanity that you like. Well, in comparison, in which comparison, is the question, okay. this is, I mean. In, no, I understand what you mean. In all honesty, it's an absolute pain having to get up really early and be like, oh, but. I think I, working um, in a restaurant is like more of a hustle. It's more of a daily grind. Like, because, <laughs> daily grind. Because like you do have to very much like keep on your toes. And yeah. Like, it does get dirty and whatever. Um, working in a shop is a bit more, I would say a bit more monotonous. I was going to say that as well though. It's very samey. It was day. very samey. But that's fine if you're like 17 and you just want to do your thing. You probably get, get better conversations out of people when you're kind of serving them in that way as opposed to... Yeah, def- at till, yeah. Yeah, definitely. which is always dead chat. I'm sure I had How's some very your nice been? people. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I've probably had some very, very nice people over my time. Mm. Um, I do remember one guy clicked at me one time. On, Sorry? And I would expect that in a restaurant, but not in a shop. Oh my, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like... Oh, wow, that's so rude. I was sitting on the floor... <laughs> no wonder you got glitter. <laughs> I was just gonna get up crying. No, I was folding towels and I was uh, okay. like, putting them on the lower shelf, so I was just on my knees, like on the floor. And I kept on hearing this sound, like this, you know, and I, I thought I was just imagining it, so I was like, whatever. And then I kept on hearing it and I turned around and it was this old guy, like much older, and he was clicking and looking oh, at me like, with this grimace on his face. And that's I was like, so rude. Wow, that's so rude. Yeah, because I think back in his day, you know, when he was a young snapperoo, he could probably <laughs> literally like click, Women. click at young <laughs> shop girls. But, and I didn't say anything because I think our environment at the time was like, yeah, these are high paying customers. You have to just please them, say yes and like be polite. Who I am now, I would have said no. Who are you? Yeah. Uh, but I was just a 17 year old kid. How do you think you have grown from that job? I mean, it definitely had my confidence because I was a young whippersnapper who was, well, I say that I was actually just a really kind of timid girl. Yeah. Um, and then I, I do feel like service, um, like customer service jobs um, are really good and just kind of getting you to speak to new people um especially kind of like speak to adults when obviously like 16 17 mm-hmm. um yeah i think so yeah i guess i guess it's been good it's been all right to be honest yeah <laughs> i also think the because i was saying in the first episode with my friend marcus that the people you meet as well are the people that influence you mm. uh because i think the people that i've worked with there have been a few people that have actually changed who i am as a person just purely from spending so much time because they're the most they're they're the people you spend the most amount of time with apart from the people you go to college with yeah um yeah and also it's it's it teaches you financial lessons definitely learning how to save and stuff and also it does just make you feel more grown up doesn't it i would say so for sure i used to enjoy getting the train with you guys and then going possibly getting a uh katsu curry for lunch Oh, I, men- I mentioned that earlier. Were you on that train? Uh, what? What train? The yeah. Ka- the Katsu Curry train. What's the Katsu Curry train? As, as in, like, were you one of the ones that would always go get Katsu Curry? Yeah, but we would sometimes get it for lunch, and that was an even better day. Except you go back onto the shop floor and be like, ugh. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no. Well, Jess, we would, you know, we would do that Spoons. We would go to <laughs> Spoons. And but we had our first Jaeger bomb. We'd have our first Jaeger bomb incorrectly. We would do the. <laughs> I don't know how to. I don't know how to explain this to people that can't watch visually. So basically, there's the, there's the outer glass and then there's the shot glass inside <laughs> the big glass, in which the Jaeger is in. And we would take oh. the shot glass out 
gives me anxiety thinking about it and then just drink the rest of it and sip by sip as opposed to just pounding it Oh no. And we'd be there at the bar. Doing it in front of everyone. Eight, eight, what we thought, eight shots down, being we like, like, wow! I just, I just remember us being like, wow, it's such good value for money. You get like eight <laughs> shots. And it, realistically, that's so embarrassing. I but, mean, yeah, it was humiliating. It was really fun. It was a fun way to spend our money. And we would go and we would get our like Our hard-earned cash. Oh my gosh, yeah. But it didn't happen. And our beige and platters. Our beige platters, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> they don't do those anymore, the mixed platters. What? No. Oh, that's an those. outrage. Um... Yeah, I'm also trying to think of like, I'm trying to think of the things that I did spend my money on. I spent my money on pretty meaningless stuff actually back in the day. I think we all did. I would just go and buy loads of clothes. I do not buy any clothes now. No, I, I mean, I do. The last, but... the last thing I bought actually was this t-shirt from Primark and it was three pounds. And I was like, oh, do I need it? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I do. But I would literally go and spend 60 pounds on anything like a cardigan or... But we didn't have the kind of the responsibility that like we had, you know, we're living at home we, yeah. we you know we're not paying for things yeah definitely. so it's like yeah i'm gonna spend 70 pounds on this pair of shoes that i'm gonna wear for about you know three months yeah um i remember making the transition from working at the shop to doing more food-based stuff so like going from that to doing the catering thing with you yeah um and then eventually going on to work at uh the restaurant that i work at now was have it I, have i said the name of my restaurant at all while i've worked while i've been talking to you no okay good because i suddenly thought i might have done no you but, haven't um so making that transition and i thought that it would be an easier transition than it was i have to say really because i think you have that thing where it's like okay i know how to talk to customers i know how to um handle money and all this stuff but it's just it's putting it into a totally different practice yeah um because when you're in the shop most of your time is occupied by doing tasks sure like folding stuff and redoing the stock room and Mm. i would say maybe 40 percent of that is actually like face-to-face customer interaction at the till yeah and the rest of it is just aesthetic stuff. But whereas in a restaurant, your downtime is where you do that stuff. And so like 80% of it is talking to customers. Yeah. And so I think I'm more suited to the, the lifestyle of working in a shop where I can kind of okay get in my own head and do my job. Just kind of be not daydreaming, but, you know, have that focus on what I'm actually doing rather than who I'm talking to. Not that I'm antisocial or that I'm not good at talking to people, but... I've always been yeah. more of like a solo worker. I know what you mean. So is that something you're considering at the moment? We're going back to a shop. Yeah. Fuck no. The, <laughs> next, the next job, the next job I'm going to get is going to be the job that I want. Yeah. Because I have thought about it. I have thought about, I've thought about leaving my current job. Mm-hmm. And I've also talked about it with Mo because he was thinking the same thing because he heard of this. He works on the bar and he heard of this other bar where he can go and he can make like double in a shift and we were speaking about it and i was kind of like yeah but do you really want to make the effort to leave here go train at another place just to leave again make friends there and get to know what you're doing just to maybe leave again and it's like i don't want the next job i have to be another customer service job but you've had your fair share i've had my fair share i've learned what all i can learn from it yeah i truly believe that my personality development has reached its peak <laughs> from these jobs but you know i'm always, i'll always be grateful for what these jobs have taught me of course but yeah my next job is going to be the job i want i hope so i yeah. mean i thought i wouldn't be working here at new year but alas here i am it's fucking never march. dwell it's not even march it's may oh my god it's may 
And so, oh my god, yeah, it is. It's May. Hell. And so I'm reaching the point now. I I I was actually so depressed the other day because I got home and I sat on the edge of the bed, and I was just saying, you know, I never thought I would be here for this long because Mm. this was only supposed to be temporary, and it's so hard when temporary becomes almost permanent. Yeah. And you can feel it happening, and you just don't want to do it, and it's it makes you not want to commit to it, and in turn I think that makes you maybe less of a good worker and I think I am a good worker but it's really hard to have that emotional attachment to it yeah but I mean what can you do we knew people at (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) we knew people at the department store that were there for like 15 years yeah and you know there's which is mind-boggling listen I've to me this, i've said this before i will say it again there is nothing wrong if that's what you want to do no and if that's what you're comfortable doing and it suits your family life and it suits this and suits whatever i am not saying that me not wanting to work in customer service means that i disrespect anyone that does that no but it's it's you know it's personal but, yeah happiness is entirely relative and so for one person to be unhappy and another person be completely happy in that same situation, that's absolutely fine. And yeah. I'm not I'm not shitting on anyone. And also some people, you know, mate, that might be as far as they can go for other reasons, for like health reasons or whatever, or financial reasons. And that's absolutely fine. It's just for me personally, I have other things that I want to do, things that I've been passionate about my whole life. And so it's kind of a bummer that I can't do that yet. And I feel like I'm really stuck. Mm. And so it makes... I don't know. It just makes every day a bit of a push. Yeah, but I mean, I think at the same time, you know, we're still young. So it's yeah. kind of like finding our feet. Yeah, just finding your feet. But yeah. But it's also like, I seem to remember really enjoying where we worked. I yeah. really enjoyed that job. I enjoyed the people I worked with. I enjoyed the hours. I enjoyed just the process of working there and changing my personality and changing who I am. And now I don't get that same stuff from where I work now no so it, it doesn't I don't know you almost want to be getting something else from it apart from your salary yeah I get that that's Going, not a very elegant way of saying it but I know what you mean you know what I mean <laughs> so for example like the job you work now mm-hmm. how would you say that your previous customer service jobs have helped you in your sales job well I mean the kind of skills that you get from that I suppose are obviously kind of just communication skills obviously where you're speaking Mm um I mean obviously putting it into kind of a salesy um context you know I'm on the phone to people every single day so kind of being able to just be confident enough to kind of approach people which obviously we learned through um kind of a customer service background anyway Mm. that's probably the main skill I get from it but I mean I mean with sales it's all kind of about just being yeah confident and driven which is like the two kind of buzzwords um yeah you know what it's so cliche yeah um I actually I don't know I I can't see myself I hope no one from work is listening to this I guarantee you they're not (laughs) (laughs) an audience of like five (laughs) no I'm joking um but yeah um I just can't see myself staying in sales. I mean, it's just, it's a very, when it's good, it's it's amazing. And obviously, you know, you get your commission. When Did you make sh- that sweet commission? Oh, hell. Like, when I've made the sweet commission, it, I've like made 10%? it. Um, oh, I mean. Is it like let's, two? <clears throat> um, well, to be honest, it kind of, it works. It's, it's basically like an accelerator. So you kind of earn, if you hit your target, then you can earn like bare pee. 
and and you know you're living living at large like until you get taxed and you're like fucking hell yeah. um but yeah um i don't know it's just it's when it's when it's you know when you're not when you're not hitting target but you know you, you're trying really hard but you know it, it's, it can be really demoralizing sure um and also i bet it's really competitive oh like i'm sure you're friends with the people you work with but i bet that environment is like you have to be pushing yourself all the time you're always kind of up against other people even if it doesn't feel like feel like it and mm. i mean luckily i work um on a product let's say that um there's only one other person who works in it with me um and we work very closely together to kind of ensure smooth sailing yeah. but you know still i mean i try and avoid any it so it used to be like sales and customer service kind of intertwined into um but luckily we have a customer services team now because i get well i still get calls anyway for the most ridiculous things i'm just like one second now i'll pass you through to customer services and i'm like that is not me anymore that's wonderful it is it's delightful yeah what is uh so i like to do a segment now called it's not even got a name so i'm not even i don't know why i said that but um i think with customer service jobs from the customer's perspective the reason that they can be so um maybe rude or maybe standoffish Mm -hmm. or maybe just not conversational is because it's very easy to think of someone that works in customer service as just like a robot yeah because you you forget that they have a personality and a life outside of what they're doing Mm -hmm. so what i want to do is get people to talk about who they are outside their jobs like what are your dreams what are your hobbies what are you working on right now to better yourself okay so wait what was the first question (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't even have to be a question basis. It's just, you know, what are your dreams? Where do you hope to be? You know, who, okay. who are you outside of your job? Wh- who is Lizzie? Who okay. Lizzie Grundy? Oh, ah. Sorry. So do you want me to go first so you could tell? Please okay, give me so, a give me a snippet. So, okay. I love true crime. I'm obsessed with true crime. Most of my spare time Same. is spent. Really? Yeah. Do you listen to any true crime podcasts? No. Oh, you should. Oh. <laughs> okay. There's a true crime podcast called My Favourite Murder. And it's so oh. amazing. It's okay. so interesting. But um, I love reading books and listening to podcasts on true crime. I love a good flea market. I love vintage furniture. Not so big on vintage clothes. I want to make that distinction very clear. i do not like vintage clothes too much but i love vintage furniture right i am a uh first time viewer right now of breaking bad (gasps) i'm just beginning season four thoughts um it's brilliant i when everyone first started talking about it i was and they were like oh it's the best show on television i was like yeah sure probably and i started watching the first few episodes but i didn't really get into it and and so we started watching it it hit me around i can't remember what exact episode but i suddenly realized yes this is the best show it's incredible it's changed the landscape of television yeah um and yeah that's pretty much me my dream is to be a casting director i love that go okay okay so lizzie grundy let's let's have a think (laughs) um right so what do i love well i'm i'm currently um i'm a bit of a nerd actually if i'm honest like um so <laughs> that sounds like um, i'm just like a nerd like oh I'm, god i'm joking, don't, I'm don't joking. Go on. me with no, that brush no no go on go on tell me with that brush is that the tell me. Uh, never mind no, um <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um so i love languages so i started in my spare time speaking swedish i'm half swedish by the way guys to those five listeners out there <laughs> 
Um, Lizzie, and I have way more than five. Yeah, I know. It was okay, a joke. Yeah, sorry. Uh, sorry, I hate to interrupt. That you went down on. like a lead balloon. Um, and uh, moving on. Um, yeah, so I also um, love playing piano. Um, <laughs> I sound like an interesting girl here, aren't I? No, it's very um, Let's have a think. Um, so, yeah, again, murder mysteries, true crime, any kind of drama. Ugh, sign me up that's my that is definitely my thing i love it nice. um I'm trying to think of what i've recent i mean please say that you have seen abducted in plain sight on netflix uh no it's on my watch list oh my god I, I i've got a couple on my watch list i've got uh that i've got the madeline mccann thing and i've got the ted bundy tapes but watch i them don't all. think i'm gonna watch the ted bundy tapes it's very dark um but yeah going so kind of my dream my dreams and my ambitions um so i've always wanted to work in the secret service which i'm not supposed to actually tell anyone ever if i Why? was to you're not you're not in supposed case you to do. in case i do oh. um but you know i'd love to work on like the national crime agency mm. and then kind of work my way in but that's like the ultimate career you know i should have actually do something that i kind of feel that i am making a difference i mean i feel like going back to opening up um credit cards and you kind of have that guilt i sometimes get that you know working in sales because i basically sell space um and you know i get clients kind of going back to me saying oh is this definitely you know a really really good position and i'm like uh yes you You know like swinging it a bit yeah sometimes i do i mean you know i'm not lying but you know You're slightly not telling the truth. exactly slightly tweaking the truth and you know i just it's tedious and i hate feeling guilty for things like it sounds so kind of minor but you know i yeah i just want to be in an industry where i'm kind of giving something back and making a difference i think that's nice that's really cool um we're gonna take a quick break okay we'll move on to the last segment perfect uh, i'm gonna get a pop of garlic bread in the oven oh <laughs> amazing okay Okay, and we're back with lemonades and reviews. Yes. This is Review Corner. I don't know if that's what it's called, but... (laughs) Review Corner. I like that. Okay, so... You can go first, because you're the guest. Okay, so looked up a couple of reviews. Um, Firstly, at uh, where I used to work. My first... Well, obviously, all from where I used to work, but um, from my cafe job. Which I've just found out is no longer open, which is kind of sad. Well, yeah, I mean, well, (laughs) here we go. So I don't know if this is a personal attack, but most unhappy looking servers. That's about you. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) triggered. Um, Thought we'd try said cafe. Very unhappy looking servers. No please or thank yous. When I told him I'd ordered a frappuccino, not a coffee milkshake, he said, we are not like others. We are not like others. I then asked for some ice, which was denied. Never will I visit again. Wow. Yeah. So that reads like, a, <laughs> like I don't know, like an M Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. We are not like the others. And then, and then I've got one from Mal, the builder, um, which I mean, I don't think, I don't think you need to censor that. I think that's fine. Okay. Um, this is quite a long one, so bear with me. Sure. I found the owner and the young boy serving very quite abrupt and not very welcoming. 
I ordered a full English breakfast and a cup of tea and my friend had ordered beans on toast (laughs) and mushrooms on toast and a cup of tea. This came to almost £18. I asked for a slice of bread and butter with my breakfast and was told it would cost 70 pence. When I complained about the cost of a slice of bread and butter, the owner immediately put it down to 50 pence. My friend's friend's breakfast came up with one small slice of toast with about a small spoon of beans, spelt B-E-E-N-S. And besides, and beside the beans, spelt the same way, were three small mushrooms. The other small slice of toast had nothing on it. Not very good value for five pounds. We're halfway through. Um, (laughs) (laughs) My friend had completely finished before my breakfast came. When came, the the bacon was raw and the rind on the bacon was white. Before the young boy had put it on the table, I said, could you please cook the bacon a bit more? He took it back to the owner to be cooked. The rest of the breakfast was obviously just left out when the bacon was being cooked. When my breakfast came back out, the bacon was cooked to a crisp, the mushrooms were raw, the eggs were like solid lumps of rubber, the beans, again, E-E-N-S, were cold, and I could not even cut through the sausage as it was cooked far too overdone, and the 50p slice of bread and butter had no butter on it. When I complained... Oh, where are we? Oh, when I complained, the owner said there was nothing wrong with it, I would not give me my money back. After paying £18 and the only thing we had was a very nice cup of tea. Some credit there. I told the owner I would never use his cafe again. And he replied, you came in here with the mood on. Not good. Wow. Sorry, that was okay. quite lengthy. That was quite a lot of twists, I felt. That was very well read by you. Thank as you. Well. Um, my favourite parts are when he says, the young boy. Yeah. Because it makes me picture like a Victorian era London cafe. Yeah. Um. And I also like the part where he's angry because he's paying too much for bread and butter. Because well, the, he he was a hustler. Well, he got it down. A hustler, yeah, definitely. But also, in my opinion, if you're going to go out to order bread and butter, they can charge you whatever the the fuck they like. Because well, sorry, seventy p is a bloody bargain. Um, yeah, definitely. And also, I'm sure you have bread and butter at home, sir. Yeah. So you're paying quite. For, you're paying for the ambiance. <laughs> Okay. Um, so now we move on to uh, where we work together. I'm so excited. Go on. Short and snappy, to be honest. Shame. Um, actually, wait. Before I read it, that it's um, there's this company that is I think has either either owns it now or is stocked in it. Am I allowed to say the company, or do you think that's going to give it? I don't think it's going to give it away, but it might. No. Don't say the company. Okay. Just to be safe. Okay, right. Okay, so shame. This company has ripped the heart and soul out of the store and its staff. R.I.P. Whoa. <laughs> Which is quite dark, I think. Um, okay. And then... That wants me to invest... Yeah. That, that want, makes me want to investigate more. Yeah, like what's going on? What's happened since you've left? Okay. Um, it all seems to have gone horribly wrong. That's it. Well, that's another one. That's the title for my autobiography. <laughs> Basic is another one. Is that the title of the review? Yeah, and that is the review. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basic. Basic. Um but yeah, I mean those were good. That that was that's pretty much it. I mean, some some oh, chaotic. 
Interesting. Another, a lot of, you know, to the point. No sure. one's messing about with that. Thanks for that. No, thank You're you. You're the first guest <laughs> to read their own review. Oh, really? Yeah. I might want to try that, actually. Yeah. Although I feel bad asking people in advance to, like, find a review and read it. But hey-ho. Um, okay, so I found a couple. Please, hit me up. So one of these is a club that we used to go to uh, <laughs> in our hometown. I already know the one. Because uh, we there would, is only one. When, <laughs> yeah. When we would finish work sometimes. Um, again, all these are really short and sweet. I love so, it. One is. <laughs> One says, please don't overbook a venue again. We're getting tossed all over the gap. <laughs> <laughs> We're literally flying. I might die here. So they obviously wrote in present tense, they're writing it while they're there. Yeah, sorry. Wait, can you read that out again? Please don't overbook a venue again. We're getting tossed all over the gap. We're literally flying. I might die here. Oh wow! Imagine writing a review <laughs> mid being, <laughs> being in, there in the club and like, oh, I need to get on TripAdvisor. <laughs> okay, so this one is in the very kind of similar storing storytelling technique. Um, oh, is it a long one? Uh, no, again, it's very short. Okay, Scott took me. I am still being held captive by Scott the bouncer. So- <laughs> oh, Scott, let her go. Or the- him, never assume. This is a joke. This is obviously a joke for me, by the way, but I just thought it was really cute. Um, Scott took me. I am still being held captive by Scott the bouncer. This is day 27 and he has fed me the mushroom growing in the girl's bathroom. <laughs> I have a picture somewhere of that mushroom. Is there really a mushroom? Yes. I yes. thought that was a joke. I thought no. you made that up. <laughs> no. Oh, I, I, this is, I think we need to help whoever has oh, been captured by Scott. Oh, this is true then. This is true. Okay. <laughs> Um, another one says the star stabbed my mate with a shot glass. Oh, <laughs> that could be true. That that probably is true. Another one said, "Take me off your mailing list now, or I am signing you up for Jehovah Witness visits." <laughs> so this guy obviously signed up to newsletters from the club, and not realizing that this is TripAdvisor, not the club's website or something, decided to put that. Goodness. Okay, so to, to round it off, we were going to go, you and me, to Magic Mike XL, which <laughs> is a live show here in London. And we, we walked past it and we were like, yeah, I bet that's fun. So as it turns out, I read some reviews. I already told you about this, but I never showed you any of the reviews. As it turns out, it's not that good from all these reviews. Devastating to hear. So this one is called uh, Not Worth the Money, honestly. <laughs> honestly (laughs) me and my friends organized this as a 30th birthday night we loved the films and imagined it to be a bit like that a bit like that one dancer doing his sketch and showing a bit of flesh she could be talking about anyone that's the whole film okay the majority of the night was of one woman talking to a unicorn and when the men did come on they were either wearing loads of clothes or just had their tops off everyone was crammed into their seats um so for each so each of the dancers couldn't even get to us. This this is where it got good. They danced on everyone at the tables. At the end of the night, they worked the room and one dancer went round to different parts. I thought, thank God, I'm going to get some interaction for the money I've spent. <laughs> he danced on my friend next to me. Oh, and no. And climbed over me to get to my other friend next to me. <laughs> he was doing one and then missing one. So if you want to spend a lot of money to watch men dance with their clothes on, one part was wandering round... One part was like watching a singing concert with one bloke wandering around singing while his mates played the keyboard and guitars and a woman talking for half of the show about crap. Then this is for you. Would not recommend. Was very disappointed. So it's wow. obviously like not men stripping 
and doing all that. It's kind of like half a dance show, half a singing show, maybe, and right. half a comedy show. I don't know. Um, intrigued about this unicorn. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. And that just makes me sad that, like, all she wanted was a dance. And the guy danced on both of her friends next to her. Climbed over her. Yeah. Climbed that's, over that's... her. Like, excuse me. <laughs> that is savage. And so, anyway, that is it. Um, thank you very much for coming well, on Well, thank show. you for having me. This has been really fun. Um, I wish you all the luck in the world with your sales Thank you job. so much. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say before we finish? Uh, you can say no. No. Okay, I'm bye. All good. Bye. <laughs>